Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011 at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. And welcome to the program. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we will be talking about the Big Island Film Fest and the Madagascar 3 red carpet event. Plus, we will be reviewing Madagascar 3, and we will be reviewing Rock of Ages, Zathura, The Missing Links, Babe, Pig in the City, and Cowgirls and Angels. So, to start off the show, we have with us Juliana. And she recently attended the Madagascar 3 red carpet event. So how are you doing today, Juliana? I'm doing good. How about you? I am doing awesome. So why? I know you um, went to the red carpet event and you also saw the movie uh, Madagascar 3. So can you tell us a little bit about the storyline? Honestly, like all of the Madagascar films are so cute. I love them so much. So do you think the third one, you know, met all of the high expectations? Yes, I did, and it's like basically about them trying to get home, and then they figure out. And can that you tell us some stuff that want. happens? Well, they meet some new people, and they end up joining the circus, and they have a crazy adventure going through Europe and trying to find a way home. Awesome. It sounds like a lot of um, the other two films that came out with them trying to find a way to get back home to New York and then they end up like facing challenging obstacles. And, you know, like I said, I love the Madagascar films. So what did you think about this movie? I thought it was the best of the three and the music is really good and all the colors and the animation. Awesome. And I remember um, in the second film, all of the music was done by Will I Am from the Black Eyed Peas. So can you tell us a little bit more about the music in this film? Well, one of the songs in this film was by Katy Perry, and it was the song Firework, which mm -hmm. I'm sure most people know. 
Yeah. And it was toward the end with like their circus and all the tellers. And so I think the song really fit well with that. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about the animation in this film? Um, well, it's really done, and in 3D, it was really funny, and, like, in the beginning, before the movie started, they kind of, like, threw more at you, and, like, his eyes, like, bulged out at your face, and it was really funny. <laughs> funny. So, everybody knows, like, the main characters, like, Gloria and Marty and everybody else, so can you tell us about some of the new characters that are introduced to the third Madagascar film? Well, yeah, there is Gia the Jaguar... And she helps the characters, and so does Stefano, the sea lion. And Vitali, the tiger, doesn't really want them on board, but they end up coming on anyway. Mm-hmm. And then there's Sonia, the bear, and like King Julian now falls in love with her. It's pretty funny. Uh, and then there's Captain Dubois, and uh, she wants to have Alex's head on her wall with all oh the other God. animals she killed. <laughs> too funny I think that's really funny that King Julian falls in love with a bear because he's he's like my favorite character um I just think he's really funny so can you tell us about your favorite characters in this movie well I liked Stefano the sea lion because he was just adorable and during the end um Alex said you know what Stefano you may be average intelligence maybe even a little bit more but Stefano just said no I don't think so <laughs> too funny so can you tell us about your favorite scene in this film my favorite scene was the circus because the colors were so amazing and they just did a really good job in the end after what they've been through awesome and so let's talk a little bit about the red carpet where exactly did that happen it was in New York City at the Zigfield Theater. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about what it was like for you? Well, I was a little nervous. And, of course. But the stars were really nice, and Jada tried to calm my nerves, but I was still really <laughs> nervous. That's funny. So who all did you get to talk to and meet? Um, I got to meet Andy Richter. He was more... I met Jada, who was Gloria. Mm-hmm. I met Ben Stiller, Alex Lyon. Awesome. Um, David Schwimmer, who was Melman. And Chris Rock, who was Marty the Zebra. That's so awesome that you got to meet like all of those big-name actors and actresses. You are listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we will be talking about the Big Island Film Fest and the Madagascar 3 red carpet event and film. We will be reviewing Rock of Ages, Zathura, The Missing Links, Babe, Pig in the City, and Cowgirls and Angels. So right now we're talking with Juliana about Madagascar 3 and also the red carpet event for um, Madagascar 3. And she was just telling me about all of the stars that she got to meet. And you got to meet some pretty big name stars. I think that would be so fun to meet like Ben Stiller and Chris Rock. So can you tell us a little bit about what you guys talked about? Well, I was asking Chris Rock like how he came up with the Afro Circus song. <laughs> and he said how um, he was in the recording studio and he was trying to impress his daughter. So he just came up with it then and there. So I thought that was, was pretty funny. cool. Awesome. And was there anything about 
this red carpet that made it unique or stand out because of the um, because of the Madagascar theme? Was there any like zoo theme to the red carpet? Um. Well, they did have a giant little like you know those people that go in those costumes. They had a uh-huh. giant Alex the Lion and oh, one cool. of the penguins with an afro on. That's awesome. That's so funny. So, can you tell me something about this specific uh, Madagascar film that stood out compared to the other two Madagascar films? Well, they went through more adventure, I think, to me. And I think it was, like, better because they, like, went through their differences and they got along. Mm -hmm. And what age group would you recommend this film for? Um, I think this is good for the whole family because I went and saw it with my family and we loved it. That's awesome. And do you think that, you know, fans that have been watching the previous Madagascars can watch this film and, you know, enjoy it just as much as the other films? Yeah, I think they can. And how many stars do you think you would give this film on a scale of one? Um... I would rate it a five. I just loved the movie. It was really good. Awesome. And can you tell us if you related to the storyline in any way, or if there was a specific character that you could really relate to? Well, I don't know if I could relate to any of them, mm-hmm. but I kind of went through like, the same stuff where you don't really get along in the beginning, and then you like become like good friends. Mm-hmm. And do you think that there were any big morals or messages that the audience could get out of watching this film? Yeah, I think that one is stick together, and the other one is sometimes when you want something, you don't really want it. Mm-hmm. So be careful what you ask for? Yeah. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more about everyone that you saw on the red carpet. You know, what was it like? What other press was there? What was the environment like? Well, it was really warm there, but they had these giant air vents pointing down on you, so it made it kind of cold. Awesome. And what, like, other people did you see there? Um, I saw the directors and Gia the Jaguar, but she didn't really have time to talk, so. Mm -hmm. And can you tell us a little bit more about what you talked about with the talent you interviewed? Um... I asked um, Jada about, like, how she went from dance to acting, mm-hmm. and she said she just loved the both from the beginning, so. Awesome. Well, and like you said before, you were a little bit nervous, and some of the um, actors tried to calm you down. How did they do that? Um, well, Ben Stiller tried to be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy helped me. Um, Jada gave me advice. And um, what kind of advice did she give you? Well, she said, um, do what you have to do and don't be nervous about it. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good advice, in my opinion. And anything else anyone said to help you? Um, that's really it. They just tried to calm me down with jokes and stuff. Awesome. Do you think you have any advice for any of the other film critics who might be nervous about, you know, interviewing people for the first time or second or third time? Uh, yeah, I think you should just hold the nerves in you and just, like, let it out at the end. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because when you're interviewing people, it's, you know, it's kind of just like talking to your friends. If you think about it, like they're just people, you know, even though it's like, oh my gosh, like I've seen you like Chris Rock, I've seen you on like TV and movies and all this stuff. And so I think it is a little bit, um, a little bit nerve wracking, but it is kind of cool to think that they're just, you know, your friends and, you know, pretend that they're your classmates. So tell me a little bit about like your camera crew, like who filmed, who videotaped you while you were doing the interviews? Well, my dad taped me because we oh, didn't that's really awesome. have else. What was it like having your dad videotape you? Like what do you, uh, what was that like for him? Do you know? Well, we were kind of confused at the beginning on how to use the camera, but we had some help and we figured it out. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for telling us all about this film. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. 
another movie is coming up. And welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Vanny, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We have with us Blake from Hawaii, and we're going to talk a little bit about the Big Island Film Fest, uh, which happens in Hawaii. And uh, we talked a little bit about the Big Island Film Fest a couple weeks ago and, you know, what it's all about. But Blake actually had the opportunity to attend the Big Island Film Fest. So, Blake, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Awesome. So, can you tell us a little bit about the Big Island Film Fest and what you did while you were there? Well, at the Big Island Film Festival, I got to do uh, numerous things. I got to go to a brunch and meet some fantastic people of them that uh, have been in this kind of in this kind of industry where they make independent films. I also got to watch a lot of great independent films and short films, which was really fun. I had, I had a great time. Awesome. And can you tell us a little bit more about the Big Island Film Fest and, you know, what it does and what it's all about? Well, what it does is it kind of acts as uh, a place where you can send your uh, short film and you can get more well-known in the film industry. And it's a place where people come to talk, specifically writers, they come and critics, they come to talk to each other about these movies. And, you know, it's just kind of like this awesome gathering that they got put together. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about the people that you got to sit down and talk with? Well, I got to sit, sit down and talk with uh, a writer that's, um, she, she's pretty popular in, uh, back, back in Hollywood, and she does a lot of uh, TV movies and uh, uh, shows on TV. So that was really cool to talk to her. She, she gave me two of her written books and uh, – because she wrote two books, and so, so I got I got to have both of them, which was really cool. Well, yeah, that's really cool. So, can you tell us a little bit about your opinion on independent films? I know, you know, a lot of people, you know, that are our age, that are teenagers, that's not necessarily, like, their top pick for what they want to watch on the weekends. But I personally love independent films, so what do you think about them? I am right there with you. I love independent films, just because they're all so different, and they don't really fit into any genre other than being independent and it's I think it's just really awesome to see to see how um these amazing films done by these not lesser known people but some of them were really great Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's awesome and in my opinion like why I think I like independent films so much is because a majority of independent like the independent films are more real and relatable than like those big Hollywood blockbusters that like have this far-fetched storyline and it's like sure you might be able to relate to a tiny bit of it but you can't really like relate to the whole plot and the whole storyline and in my opinion independent films are like much more real and relatable and I think it makes it like a better viewing experience so can can you tell us a little bit more about um your activities at the uh, Big Island Film Fest? Well, other than getting to see all these movies, I got to, um, I ended up taking some pictures with the, the entire crew that was there from, and the crew spans from like all, all the short films that were there. Like, so, some people didn't show up because uh, 
they, they were on trips and stuff like that, but uh, other people had the short films, especially some of the films that were made here in Hawaii. They were there, so that was uh, cool to be around them and stuff like that and listen to them talk about their short films. That's awesome. And what island did uh, the Big Island Film Fest happen on? It was on Maui. Awesome. I mean, uh, not Maui, Big Island. Yeah, so. yeah, cool. That's really fun. And, you know, what was it like? Was it at, like an outdoor venue? Yeah, some of them were outdoor venues and others were indoor. Like all, uh, there was an outdoor brunch and then an indoor brunch. And then out, awesome. And then outdoor films and indoor films. It was really nice. Yeah, that sounds so cool. Well, thanks for telling us about the Big Island Film Fest. And now we are going to talk about the new film starring Tom Cruise, uh, Rock of Ages, which Blake and I have both seen. So um, we are going to talk about that in just a tiny bit. You are listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing Rock of Ages, Zathura, The Missing Links, Babe, Pig in the City, and Cowgirls and Angels. So like I said, we're talking about Rock of Ages, and um, Blake, can you tell us a little bit about this film? Well, Rock of Ages is about a small town girl and a city boy who meet on the Sunset Street of Hollywood, and what, they, it, what it's basically about is them pursuing their dreams of, to be uh, rockers, rock stars. Mm-hmm. And can you tell us a little bit about what you thought of this film? I absolutely love this movie. In my opinion, it is the best musical I've ever seen. Just because I I knew all the songs, because I'm I'm a huge '80s rock guy. I mean, I wasn't born during that time, but I still listen to all the music just because it's so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny when I I actually like went with my friend last night, and um, we were watching the movie, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's so funny! Like this is the music that I grew up listening to. Like I know I wasn't born in the '80s, but yeah. like my my dad and my aunt, like whenever I'd be with them, they'd always just play this music. I was like, oh my gosh! And it kind of just made me want to like get up and dance around and like sing. Yeah. And it, I thought it was so something. I really did like this movie, and I agree with you. Like it was a really good musical, and I thought it was really cool they had like really good mashups of like two different really good songs really good like popular 80s songs and it was kind of cool because the mashups were like flawless you know like if you didn't if you didn't know they were two separate songs you would think that it was just like one flawless song which i thought was really awesome yeah and then um something that did kind of bother me though is that uh it wasn't, like, a serious movie, but it wasn't funny enough to be, like, a complete 80s spoof. So I think there could have been a little bit more, like, over-the-top cheesy comedy to make it more obvious that it was kind of... Because like, to me, it was kind of like a, like an 80s spoof movie a little bit because right. they did make fun of, like, a lot of, like, 80s things. And there were a lot of cameos for, like, really big 80s rock stars. But I think they could have made it a little bit more like comedy related yeah so can you tell us a little bit about what you thought of the acting in this film i thought the acting in this movie was great one of the uh, new actors diego bonetta who played the uh, male protagonist in the film i think he did a great job i think this was one of his first jobs uh that he's ever done in a movie and i think he did great the singing is outstanding it's just it's so um it's so just like the original 80s. Like, people, I, I kind of worried when I went into this movie that they were going to change it up too much. But yeah. uh, they made it sound as much as they could like the original songs. 
Yeah. I thought all of the acting was awesome with um, Julianne Huff and uh, Alec Baldwin and Russell Brand and um, Tom Cruise. I thought all of the acting was awesome. I think Tom Cruise was especially fantastic because I thought it was kind of ironic. In the 80s, he was like this clean cut, like, like the Hollywood perfect boy or whatever and like I thought it was funny that for this movie he was portraying like this grimy you know rocker and so I thought his performance was awesome I agree so do you have a favorite scene in this film honestly I like any of the I like I love any of the scenes with uh Stacy Jax's monkey hey man oh yeah actually called hey man so whenever they ask the monkey to do something they'll just say hey man can you grab me can you grab me a drink or something like that? It was just really funny. Yeah, I thought it was really funny. I think, gosh, my favorite scene is, I think, like, the boy band scene um, when, you know, the main character is, uh, he becomes, yeah. like, Joshy Z or whatever. I think it's so funny because, like, in the 80s, it went from being, like, like rock and roll to being, like, boy bands, which is sort of, like, a weird, like, yeah. Common. You know, it's it's yeah. a weird like transformation, but I thought it was so funny. I was like, oh my god, so funny! Um, and can you tell us a little bit about your favorite characters, if you have any? Well, Stacy Jacks, of course. He's just he's just larger than life. What I really liked about Stacy Jacks is I'm really knowledgeable of a lot of the rock bands of the mm-hmm. '80s, and what I think they did with Stacy Jacks is they took certain elements from rock uh from rock bands of the 80s and then they put it all into one character like yeah. you have twisted sister in there which is like this really strange guy and then you'll have uh, other bands too who are more serious about rocking so yeah was, he reminded me a lot of the lead singer for guns and roses i yeah. can't remember his name but that's stacy jacks yeah that's who stacy jacks reminded me of like, I was like, oh, my God, that's who that reminds me of. But I thought his performance was, like, amazing. It was so funny. Like, he really, really committed. And it was, like, I almost didn't recognize him for half of the movie because, like, he looked so different with, like, his wig and his, like, outfit and his cowboy hat. I thought yeah. it was really funny. So what um, age group would you recommend this film for? Ooh, age group. Okay, so here's the thing about this movie. It is highly inappropriate. Yeah, very, very inappropriate. inappropriate. Um, but I think anybody over the age of 14 will have a great time. I agree with you, absolutely. Well, it looked like it's time to take a break. Blake, thank you so much for telling us um, all about this film, and thanks for talking with me about it. I thought Rock of Ages was fantastic, so be sure to go catch it in theaters when it comes out. Uh, Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. 
Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We have with us Juliana and Blake, and we are going to talk a little bit about the film Zathura, which is one of like my all-time favorites from when I was younger. So, Juliana, can you tell us a little bit about this film? Well, it has two brothers, and they're like, fighting, and when they're fighting, the littler brother, Danny... I think he finds a game, mm-hmm. and so that leads them on their adventure in outer space. Yes, and uh, this film is a lot like the film Jumanji, which is another uh, film about people who like find a game board and then they play the game and it comes to life. And um, I I love Sephora. I love it. It stars Josh Hutcherson when he was a lot younger. It has Christian Stewart in it when she was a lot younger. And it's absolutely a classic family film, and it's actually playing on HDNet movies and kids scene this month. So check it out. Um, so Blake, what do you think about this film? Well, I'm like you. I, this was a film I watched a lot when I was little, and I absolutely love it. So it's just a great adventure movie, great family film, awesome morals, and overall just fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I actually think it's kind of scary how much I watched this movie. Like, I actually have yeah. the Sithora game board, like, in my in my living room right now. Like, I'm so obsessed with this movie. I think it's so awesome. And like I said, it's also really cool to see, like, Christian Stewart and Josh Hutcherson when they were younger. So, Juliana, Absolutely. can you talk a little bit about the acting and what you thought about, um, you know, the performance in this film? Um, I thought they did a good job. Like, if you watched it, you would actually think that they were brothers actually fighting with each mm-hmm. other. Yeah. And what, you know, morals and messages do you think this film puts out? Um, I think the message is that you should always stay with your family and love them, even though you may not like them. Mm-hmm. And also, I think, be careful what you wish for is, like, a huge, huge, like, moral in this film because, like, there's this fight that happens and they fight and they wish that, like, they weren't brothers and blah, 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 and this whole big thing. And so definitely to, like, be careful what you wish for because, I don't know, like, I have a little brother and when I fight with him, we say things that we don't mean, you know, and if you're wishing, like, to not have a sibling, that's, like, pretty intense. So, Blake, do you have a favorite character or scene in this film? Uh, I personally, I love all the characters in this movie, but one character that stuck out to me the most was the astronaut that they met, played uh-huh. by Doc Shepard. And oh I my think God. he was actually, he was absolutely hilarious. He just comes into the house, opens the fridge, and grabs some food, you know, and they're kind of like, who are you? It was just really funny seeing him. I love him. I love Dak Shepard, and I thought he was, like, perfect for the role of the astronaut, and um, especially when you find out, like, later who he really is, uh, which I don't want to say because that would, like, ruin everything, but um, yeah. I think it's, like, perfect. Like, I think it's just really funny, and he was perfect for the role, in my opinion. I think my favorite scene... Gosh, I just love the whole movie, and I haven't seen it for, like, a really long time, so I can't remember exactly, like, every scene, but I really love, um, like, whenever the aliens come in, because they look like these weird, like, lizard dinosaur dragon things, (laughs) and, like, when I was younger watching it, I was like, oh my god, these things are, like, so realistic, and I, like, think they were hiding under my bed or, like, in my closet, and now when I watch it, they're obviously, like, they don't seem as realistic anymore, but I still think, like, the special effects were, like, fantastic. They so, were. Juliana, can you tell us what you thought about uh, the visuals and the special effects? I actually thought it was pretty good. Um, I liked the lizards. Their faces and, like, were so cool. They were, like, just giant head and yeah. you, when you think of a lizard they're like tiny little things when you see that it's like goat they have had like three eyes on each side so that's oh my cool. gosh yeah i remember that that was funny yeah. and what's cool about like the lizards is it didn't look like cgi it looked um like when the lizards were interacting with um the humans it was like they were it was like a costume like it was like a big set and i think that's really cool so juliana can you tell us uh what age group you would recommend this film for well i would recommend it for like six to 13 because the younger kids will be a little bit of afraid of the giant lizards and the older kids will think it's a little boring so I agree with you. Well, Juliana and Blake, thank you so much for talking with me all about this film, Sathura, which is a classic family adventure film. So be sure to check it out. It's playing on HDNet and Kids Scene uh, this month. So like I said, check it out. 
You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing The Missing Links, Babe, Pig in the City, and Cowgirls and Angels. So right now we have with us Ajay, and we are going to be talking about The Missing Links. So how are you doing today? I'm good. What about yourself? I'm good. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this film? Um, well, it's about this lynx. It's a species that's endangered. And so in the movie, a lot of these endangered animals are taking it, are taken into a facility and they're being guarded so that um, they don't get captured by the antagonist. And, well, the animals think that it's a prison and there's this huge thing that goes on and they try to escape and people capture them. And it's just this huge adventurous story that's fantastic awesome and this is another classic film that is playing on hdnet movies and kids scene this month so uh just like zathura be sure to check it out and um can you tell us a little bit about what you thought of this film i thought it was truly fantastic i mean i've never seen this film as a kid and this was my first time watching it and i thought to myself why i hadn't before and i thought it was just a really good movie overall Mm-hmm. And what did you think of the visual aspects of this film? Uh, I think it was it was animation, so it, it looked pretty realistic for animation. And it was just one of those things that you just wanted to keep watching. That's awesome. So do you think there were any, you know, big morals or messages that audience members could pick up on from watching this film? Probably that you should never judge a book by its cover, and not everyone is who they appear to be. Mm-hmm. And do you think that you yourself or audiences can relate to any specific characters or, you know, the storyline in general? Um, well, I mean, some people may relate to certain things they would do for their significant other. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So can you tell us what age group you would recommend this film for? Um, I, I mean, it's great for the whole family, but I think this movie is especially targeted for ages 6 to 12. Mm-hmm. And why do you think it's targeted for that age group? Because around 6 is sort of where you get to understand the overall plot, and mm-hmm. after 12 you might start to get a bit bored with it. Absolutely. So do you think that um, this is a movie that parents could sit down and watch with their kids, and the parents would be a little bit entertained as well? Absolutely. Awesome. So, what did you think about the soundtrack of this film? I think the music and uh, the soundtrack was always just fantastic. I mean, it always went perfectly with the scene that it was in. Awesome. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about the emotion of this film and how you think it was captured? The emotion, well... Um, it got pretty intense, I mean, like, during, there's a fight scene and escape scenes, and it just got pretty intense overall. Yeah, and, um, you know, what about, uh, you know, what do you think people will be able to take into their daily lives about this? Like, I know you said, um, there are some morals or messages, but do you think anyone can, like, learn something really big that can help them in their daily lives from this film? I mean, just again, that you never really should judge someone 
on like how they look and stuff and what it seems like you really get have to get to know something before you can really make a judgment on it. Mm-hmm. And do you think that there were any inappropriate parts that parents should uh, look out for when they're watching this with their kids? I don't think so. It seems like a nice family movie. Mm-hmm. Do you think you have a favorite character or scene in this film? Um, my favorite character was Felix. And my favorite scene was probably when you found out how the humans were figuring out where all the animals have been hiding, especially in, in some of the really secret hiding spots. I thought it was sort of climactic there, and it was just an ease from a lot of the suspense. Well, that's fantastic. It sounds like you really, really enjoyed this movie, and thank you so much for telling us about it. So, everyone, be sure to check out The Missing Links uh, this month on HDNet Movies and Kids Scene, because it sounds pretty awesome. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. 
You're tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. Let's discuss Babe, Pig in the City, and we have with us Cheyenne. So how are you doing today, Cheyenne? I'm doing great. What about you? I am doing awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this film? Well, it's about this pig named Babe, who, like, he was famous in the beginning with his owner, but they're actually pretty much poor with their farm, and there's, like, all the other, and there's all the other animals, and so he goes into a wishing well, and the the owner of the the owner of the farm he's putting in water, so he's in the well, right? So the pig accidentally, like, um, you know how there's this thing that makes it go down and up? Yeah. So it's so pulley. His paw went on it, and the owner, like, like pretty much, like, almost all his fingers were cut off because he was holding the, um, he was holding the part. So, and they had to use, like, all their money for the hospital fees, and so they tried to go to a place where they could get money for the farm, and they're at a hotel, and... They, I think they're at Los Angeles, mm-hmm. but there's like the Eiffel Tower and then the Golden Gate Bridge and then the Hollywood sign. So it's pretty much like all the famous like stuff from around the world is like there in one place. Yeah. And so they, they don't accept um, pets that much. Like if you have too much pets, then they'll put it, they'll call animal control. So there was one hotel, they had so many pets. Yeah, it was just filled with pets. Yeah, and um, the lady, she was um, the lady, the owner's wife. She's uh-huh. just like walking around the pig, da 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 da, do 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 do. Doesn't even yeah. know where the heck she is, and so and a lady comes out and pops up to um, the hotel. She, she, what the what the are you doing? You know, you're gonna go, you're gonna go into animal control. You're gonna be in prison because it's like against law to like walk around yeah everybody freaks out if there's like animals i remember that everybody gets like so like weird when there's animals around yeah and that whole hotel is filled with animals mm-hmm. and everywhere everywhere they go it, and like trouble is everywhere like how like the owner all the fingers are like cut off that's trouble yeah. and then she, it, and they're like, you know how there's like a May Day, like the first, yeah. yeah. So they, so they had a huge block parade for that, and the lady, she, she accidentally hit somebody, and and then like it caused everything, like water spilled everything. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I remember that. That was so. Chaos. It's like so everywhere they go, there's just chaos all over the place. Yeah. So that was just trouble everywhere. Mm-hmm. And do you remember your favorite character? My favorite character has to be Babe. And why do you like Babe as your favorite character? Because uh, so he's a little clumsy, but 
this is very mean bulldog, and he saved his life, even though he's, like, chasing him like, to kill him. Like, he still, he doesn't care if he's going to die. He just wants to save that dog. So he's very loving to me. Yeah, he's very loving, and he's very forgiving as well, because I remember the dogs were so, so mean to him. And yeah. he just, like, forgave them, and when they were in trouble, he helped them out, because he knew that they didn't really mean it, that they that they were just being, like, grumpy and stuff. I think my favorite characters are, like, the monkey family, because I really liked them. I thought they were funny and cute. Do you oh, remember yeah, they're them? Su- they're super cute. Mm-hmm. And um, I do think you have, like, a favorite, favorite scene in this film. Mm. My favorite scene, you know, like, has to be, you know how the monkeys stole the big jar of jelly beans? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the bulldog, so he becomes really nice to Babe. And so, like, Babe's like a hero to everybody. So the the bulldog's like, one piece of person, you have to say thank you, Babe, to him. And then so they, like, they're like, so, like, all the cute little puppies and stuff, they're like, thank you, Babe. And it's so cute. And then they, like, get a little jelly bean in the paw and they eat it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, yeah. that's very, very cute. You are listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we will be reviewing Babe Pig in the City. And I have with me Cheyenne, and we're talking all about this adorable film, Babe Pig in the City. And what I love about, like, all of the Babe films, because there's multiple ones, is um, all of the, like, different morals and messages, because I feel like... Like, there's so many different messages in each film that are so, so important for, like, kids, even adults, to get reminded of. So, do you think that there was something in this film that really, really stood out to you? Um, what really stood out to me is, like, all the cats and pets and the pigs and the monkey family, all the pets, like, are just everywhere around the hotel, and they're, like, singing. But the bad part, I I, saw, I thought, was, you know, the next-door neighbor, she is obnoxious. It's like, she hates... Oh, my gosh, I know. And so she, she was so annoying. And so the animal control take over. And what's so sad is that, like, all the monkeys, like, try to escape and stuff, and there's mm-hmm. one little little dog that really stood out for me the one with you know the wheelchair behind his yeah 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 and he's he's like like biting on the animal control's clothes like say uh, i don't want you to like you know take away my friends my family and so it's so sad because like he like his wheels are just gone and so he couldn't like barely walk yeah well i think there are definitely some parts in this film that are really, really sad, but it all ends up good in the end, which is, you know, good. It's a good reward. Um, I think something that really, really stood out for me in this film was the visuals. Like, I think the little town and the little hotel that they went to was so cute with, like, the waterways and the bridges and stuff. Like, I want to go there. It kind of reminded yeah. me of, like, Venice. But then I also thought, do you remember that one scene in the end where there's, like, that big party and there's the whole big chaos with all the animals and then those, like, balloons come down from the ceiling? Yeah. 
I thought that was, like, such a cool visual because the balloons were, like, like deep blue and then, like, everything else was really gold. And it was just, like, a really cool, like, artistic visual because I felt like a lot of the scenery in this film was less practical and more artistic, and I really admired that. So, yeah, Cheyenne, can you tell me a little bit about um, some other big morals or messages that this film puts out to audiences? Well... Okay, so there's a person mean to you, but when you do something nice, the, the, you guys will, like, either, like, say I don't like somebody, and no, not, and not me, but they don't like me, but I do something really nice and loving and caring to them that if they don't, they don't know a lot about you, so they're just acting mean to you, but then they become, like, but then, like, me and the other person become, like, loving friends. So that's, like, what happened to the bulldog and the pig. Yeah, it's like if someone's being mean to you and they don't really know you, they're probably being mean because, one, like, they're probably just like, being mean for no reason, and, two, because, like, you know, they don't really know how awesome you are. And so if you do something really nice and show, you know, the person who's maybe being a little bit, like, mean to you how, like, nice you are, then they're going to be nice to you, too. So it's sort of you know, treat someone as you'd like to be treated. Yeah, so, like, nice back, nice back to you. Mean back, uh, mean, mean back to you. You know, it's like an off-and-on thing. Whatever you do yeah. to them, they'll do, what, they'll do it to you back. Say I throw a paper ball at you, then you'll throw a paper ball at me back. So, <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. And what age group would you recommend this film for? I would give it 5 to 10. Five to ten, and why do you think that age group? Because I really enjoyed it, and I think my little baby cousin will enjoy it too, and she's around the age of five. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's a perfect age group because, like we said, there's a little bit of some, like, you know, intense parts and a little bit of sad parts, but it's not too much for little kids, you know? Yeah. I think it's perfect, and it's also a really good family movie. Like, I feel like parents or grandparents could watch this, and they, like, think it was very cute. So, how many stars do you think you would give this film on a scale of one to five? I would give this movie four stars. And why is that? It doesn't have great... It doesn't have great what do you call it? Um, Visuals? Yeah. It's a, it was a little blurry for me. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't as clear as some of the newer films. But I yeah. still think it was, like, really cute and very artistic, like I said. Mm-hmm. Well, Cheyenne, thank you so much for talking with me all about this adorable film, Babe, Pig in the City. So be sure to watch this film with your family because it's very cute and very funny and very lovable. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Devaney, signing out, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see.
And speaking of C, we'll see you again next week. <laughs>